Hey guys, welcome back to an episode of Comics Unchained. I'm your host Sergio, and joining me for the first time on the show, and he's going to be reoccurring with me, and he will be showing up every week on this show, is my friend, my good buddy. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, how you doing everybody? This is Mark J, you can just refer to me as that, and we are here to talk about the things that we grew up with, our childhood heroes, greatest things that bring us joy in this life comic books and anything pop culture thank you for having me on the show sergio oh yeah so this week as always if you guys have been following the show we take a look at what's going on in comic books um and what's on the rack what you should maybe be picking up what you should maybe be passing on if it's good is bad is it worth your time nowadays time is a thing not a lot of people have um so with that let's jump right in so uh what was, uh, so since Mark's going in, right, we're going to go ahead and just kind of start with like a little bit of an origin there. So what was kind of the one thing that brought you into comic books? Okay, so my history of comic books actually began, okay, you know, being a 90s baby, born in 93, uh, I grew up with Batman the Animated Series, so that was my very first introduction into the DC Universe. Right. By the way, rest in peace, Kevin Conroy, the legend will never be forgotten. And we did talk about that on a previous episode, me and Chris, but he couldn't join us this week because, I don't know, maybe he's asleep. (laughs) I mean, I know I was almost still asleep, but anyway. Okay, I gotta ask your first background analysis on this. How did you take the news when Kevin Conroy passed away? Um, I was at work, and like, I was, I had to go outside and smoke a cigarette, (laughs) because I was like, what the fuck? Like, I almost didn't believe it. Um, it wasn't like... It was a shocker that he passed away, but it wasn't like, if you were in the know, you knew, because he was sick for a while. You know, he was battling, I believe it was cancer, for a while, um, and just, that's when we've unfortunately lost a lot of, like, us celebrities. It didn't hit me as hard as, like, um, Stan Lee. No, like, Stan Lee, I, I guess Stan Lee hit me kind of hard, too, but no, Kevin Conroy was kind of, like... Like was hit me a lot harder than Stanley because I had I had made acceptance with Stan passing away. He was like very old. He had been there for a long time. Um, however, I did think Stan was gonna kind of be like Betty White, who was never gonna die, and then that happened in 2022. <laughs> so like, eh, it happened. Um, but when Kevin Conroy passed away, yeah, dude, it kind of gutted me, man, because I was like, yeah, it just kind of like fucked me up. So yeah. Um, but I did a whole episode on that, and I explained why. But I mean. Um, yeah, it's a huge part of my childhood, dude. I grew up in the 90s with Batman, um, and, like, I woke up Saturday mornings to watch that cartoon, and then I watched it when I got home from school when Fox did reruns on their, um, their channel. So, yeah, it's a big influence, and, um, you know, it's funny you bring that topic up, because in the spirit of pop culture and stuff like that with comic books, it was announced, I don't know, I believe it was last week, the following into that, everybody's been covering it from every source, from, like, Entertainment Hollywood and everybody else, but they've been talking about how, like, Mark Hamill is no longer going to reprise the voice of the Joker, um, which is funny, because if he does the Hobgoblin, that is just the Joker in Spider-Man, I'll leave it at that. Um, but I think that's pretty cool because, like, you know, that's his, um, you know, like, Batman to the Joker is Hamill to Conroy. Like, they did a lot together. And they that was literally his together. partner in crime. Yeah. Like, so. I, I get that because the minute I read that news, like, because I keep updated with whatever I can find. Mm-hmm. The minute he gave that interview saying that he's not going to do the Joker anymore because... 
Kevin Conroy's gone, I wasn't mad. I, I understood because you work with somebody they, they work with each other yeah. their whole lives, man. It was it was a while, yeah. They did they did work for a while. The cartoon, the video games, they did a lot of movies together. Yeah, like so. It, it's like losing your best friend. You know, well, you, you can't just. What's really funny is like you can't take away that like um, that uh, you can't you can't take away. <laughs> I saw my dog come down, but you can't take away the fact that. Uh, yeah, I think it's just really cool that Hamill's not going to be doing the voice anymore. I think it's a great way to show, show a good shine of, sign of respect. That being said, um, yeah, the 90s version of of having, um, you know, Kevin Conroy and everything like that, having him as the Batman and everything show up was pretty cool, and I did even that shit. So. Yeah, and... Uh... My sister was more into the Superman animated show than I was. I like that I, one too. Yeah, I always just like Batman, but we also freaking love Spider Man. The old animated, oh, the 90s. Yeah, Spider Man, the animated series was probably one of my favorite uh, things. And here's the thing so, like, I don't ever knock anybody from not, um, like, in the, in the comic book world for knowing, like, a lot of their experience and stuff coming from, uh, like, Spider-Man the animated series or Batman the animated series because like or X-Men the animated series because like a lot of people grew up with that in their time yeah. so like that's where they were introduced to comic books because like if you weren't reading comic books actively as a child these were the shows that brought you into it and then introduced you to like these core groups so like there were people in the 80s and the 70s who were reading comics but they weren't spread to the kids because like you know being a child especially in the 90s when you woke up Saturday morning and you watched something like the X-Men. You're like, holy shit. I remember that's how that's how I like got reinvigorated into comics as a kid. I fell out of it again, and we'll touch on that in a little bit here. Yeah. But when I was a kid, um, I remember like when the X-Men cartoon hit and the Batman cartoon hit, I was like, I want to go to a comic store. And like I had like one or two friends, and Chris is one of them. Like <laughs> comic stores were not sought out or popular or anything the way they are now um like they were very like that hole in the wall or you could go to like a flea market and there would be one like or a comic vendor or some shit like that but like that's how it was like and you had comic books so walking into the comic book you're like oh crap this is cool and then you see like this isn't what i'm watching on tv because it wasn't like you couldn't go in and pick up what you just saw on tv on the shelves no yeah like the 90s comics you had all that stuff going on so like you had like uncanny x-men then then you know became the kid in me where it's like holy shit like what is image comics (laughs) and that's a whole other thing for another episode like what the fuck was spawn i didn't even know what that was and so like my mom taking me into a comic shop my first time ever going into one was great i loved it and then but yeah, so I'll never knock anyone for them being like, well, this is how I got into comic books because that's how a lot of people got into comic books. Everybody has their introduction. Okay, so we are introduced in ways like me started out with the cartoon, but what was the actual book, the comic book that literally jump started you into this? Because I will, you tell me your story and I will definitely tell you because I got pretty late in the game, but you'll be surprised the comic book that sold me into the world of actually buying and. Seeking out these books, learning the history and the stories, man. Uh, let's see. What was mine? Uh, it's kind of hard. I read um, probably like the first run of um, 
God, it's it's kind of hard to like say what I actually collected because like I actually didn't. I want to say maybe it was like. I don't think I was reading Detective Comics. I think it was like Superman, and I was I was pretty young as a kid, so Superman was kind of like one of my first. And I remember like the first comic books I picked up were like the Death of Superman. Uh, you Spawn. showed me all your issues. Yeah, <laughs> like Image Comics issue one. Um, Spider Man was really. I think it was a Spider Man book I first picked up. And and funny enough, and this is because again, thanks to cartoons and stuff that were airing at the time. Um, I didn't. I watched the cartoons. I didn't really pick up, but I remember picking up an X Men book. It was Uncanny X Men uh, at Free Comic Book Day. So Free Comic Book Days will always hold a big place in my heart. Oh yeah, because that's how I got my first X Men book, and it just so happened to be like the iconic cover where it's like, I believe it's Iceman, Wolverine, and Scott on the front, and then you put them all together and it creates this big long box of them all using their mutant abilities on Magneto. So that was probably one of the first books I ever read, but it was free, so like I didn't put any value into it. Um, and then I picked up like Image Comics Spawn number one, which I had to have my mom pay for because I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to buy it. Because <laughs> no, dude, I'm talking like when you were a kid, you could not just walk into a comic store and just be like, I want to buy an Image comic. No, there were age restrictions on some of this shit. I mean, you had like Lady Death, you had like Evil Ernie. I mean, you had to have permission to buy it like this is back when like this is the 90s guys so like not everybody was so fucking uptight how they are today yeah which yeah so like what was really cool is you could do this and have people um you know you had to get your id because you had to be like lady death would have like a lingerie ha- uh comic book which i know uh, it sounds funny right no marvel uh, did a swimsuit one yeah and you, ha- you couldn't you couldn't just be like nine-year-old person going in and buying the swimsuit because like dude what are you gonna go do with this right because she hulk was showing them cakes before <laughs> right. the show right so like <laughs> you couldn't just fucking go in and buy this shit um so you had to have like your parents permission but like uh i started reading like image spawn mcfarland's first run on spawn i read that um but yeah so like a lot of the older comic books were i didn't read anything when I was like growing, growing up, like X Men, Batman, I still watch those, and I still know all my knowledge from those shows. I didn't start reading into those until like later on, later on. So yeah. like, yeah, like Spider Man, Death of Superman, around that age frame, uh, Maximum Carnage to Maximum Clonage, uh, stuff like that, and then Uncanny X Men. Um, I read some of that, and then I kind of dabbled in and out of comic books for years. Yeah. Um, uh, this is before the internet, so like, really, if you wanted to read comic books, you had to fucking go and buy them. You yeah, had just to literally buy source them, them online. There wasn't an online thing. There wasn't a Wikipedia or a YouTube channel that was going to explain for you the whole damn story. Yeah. You had to go do this shit. Um, mm-hmm. And this is kind of a time before they started doing like trade paperbacks too. Like they had done a few. Like Secret Wars had their trade paperback. Um, there were a couple, but nothing like how crazy it is now where like they take like an entire volume of comics. So one of the cool things about being a comic collector is like you see these people like at, at conventions and stuff who are selling like these long boxes of comics, right? Yeah, all the time. And <laughs> you're wondering like, well, how did you accumulate all these? Because back then they didn't have where you could just go buy, I don't know, let's take a look at my wall here. Uh, Justice League issue one, and then you can buy issue one through ten in a trade paperback book, and then take it home, read all that. No, you had to buy issues one through 10 and then put them in a box because you didn't want them to get damaged. So like, you know, if you buy one through 10, then then 10 through 20 and 11, yeah. you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You end up building this in 
incredible collection. So like people pawn those off nowadays because like some of those books just didn't hold value. And that's where it is. But that's what brought me into comic books. And uh, then there was like years I dropped off. But we can talk about that later. Because like I did fall out of, out of love with comic books for a while. Because I was just like, man. Some of the stuff they were writing. Some of the writers they were doing. This sucked. And I didn't want to read it anymore. <laughs> Are you thinking about the clone saga for Spider-Man? Because I feel like that was one of them. <laughs> like there are hit and misses in that. Like I mean, we got a lot of good things. And we'll talk about that later on today in this episode uh you know because there were episodes uh in the clone saga we wouldn't have got ben well, riley like yeah who's one of the main active people right now in in uh spider the amazing spider-man oh yeah i so, mean you got what it. about for you like what was your big draw into comic books okay so i have it's kind of like a DC type thing. Multiple universes all okay. over the place. Bringing me in this way. But I'll, I'll break it down like this. For Marvel. Okay. So I don't think anybody remembers this except me. Apparently. Because I bring it up to a lot of people. And nobody ever said they ran into that issue. So when Ultimate Spider-Man came out. They were doing this weird thing. Where they were giving out the first issue of it. Paperback. Yeah, free yeah. at JC Penney's every time you shop. Did nobody? Did nobody ever get a copy of that? I don't know. I never. <laughs> yeah, they did a lot of weird stuff like that. And like, believe it or not, like those books, they were. Those are like some of those, depending on if you have like all the coupons and everything that came inside them. Yeah, are still worth some money because like nobody at the time you collect that you threw in your bag, you kind of threw it in trash. Yeah, I. And I, yeah, that sucks. Like a lot of our stuff from our childhood is worth big money now, but we didn't know because we're fucking kids some of it i mean like i've got a few books like i mean my death of superman book i mean literally it was overprinted it was printed so many times that the, i could maybe to the right seller pawn it off for like a hundred bucks maybe 150 bucks maybe yeah. but i mean like that's death of superman in the 90s mint condition number one yeah not gonna probably not gonna sell for <clears throat> for yeah. much but um yes it was that free issue of ultimate spider-man volume one very first issue of that series that's like back when the ultimate universe was actually coming to become a thing yeah Uh, but the comic that sold me that i need to read more marvel comics i need to know the story the history how these characters came to be was actually old man logan (laughs) like i was real late in the game and it's like you said, everybody has their moment where they jump into it head first and get engrossed in that world. But it was it was that comic because at that time when I was I was like a teenager, so I was getting more into the post apocalyptic genre and yeah. post apocalyptic superheroes. I thought that was beyond badass. Yeah. Uh I that, well okay, so like it's funny that you said mentioned Ultimate Comics, Mark, because <laughs> You know what really like got me out of comic books in in the like I, in 2000 I got out of comic books because I was collecting all of X Men Ultimate X Men. I got really heavy in the Ultimate X Men. Turns yeah. out I should have got into Ultimate Spider Man because that was the better one. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> so I you're right. It was the better time. comic. No, out of the entire Ultimate series, Ultimate Spider Man was the better comic. Yeah, hands down. Like nobody really cared about Ultimate X Men. I did though. So I read. I picked up every single Ultimate X Men book. A long story short, what made me fall out of love with it was somebody broke into our house when I was a kid, stole all my Ultimate X-Men books. Uh, 
so like from issue one to like i think i had like issue 20 i was like damn well fuck that i'm not gonna go out and you can buy these anymore because ultimate number ones were jumping up they were going up in price um so i just i was like okay well you know they stole my comic books i'm kind of done like i don't want to collect comic books anymore i was really just broken um so like for years i didn't read comic books so it's really funny that you mentioned the ultimate series and that story goes into another one but continue yeah like i'm definitely gonna jump back into that and honestly even at comic book stores that stuff is hard to find now yeah um which brings me yeah yeah, without paying an arm and a leg on amazon which brings me to like what are your what is your opinion on like marvel subscription like to marvel unlimited or dc unlimited or anything like that honestly your your thoughts on that okay so i actually had a dc subscription back when they were their own app with the shows and yeah i remember that i did too because it was actually worth it to have it like getting able to read free comic books and then movies tv shows yeah dude that was easy win but then when they sold it you lost all that is like that's stupid yeah. But anyway, go ahead. All right. So <laughs> when that when that part happened, I was like, you know what? I'm a I'm gonna give it a shot because I really want to watch these shows. I want to see how they brought Titans to life. Because, okay. I mean, we were all skeptical when I saw that Beast Boy wasn't green. I was like, I don't know where this is gonna go. But you know what? I'm glad it stuck in because mm-hmm. the show was actually pretty decent. The show is pretty decent, which comes to an end uh, after the next season. Wait, wait, wait. So they've made a decision now mm-hmm. because I thought it was still up in Doom the air. Patrol and. Uh, Doom Patrol and Teen Titans will end after this next season. No. Season four is their final season. Really? So in case you didn't know that, now you do. Uh, spoiler alert, huh? Uh, man, but um, <laughs> so, I actually—I mean, I've been watching them, so I'm like not too shocked because I'm like, it's better some things end before some things get the end. I mean, let's like, like, take a look. Like again, this is like in pop culture. Look at Rick and Morty. That's about to be dog shit because of what just happened or what. It, because of what Justin Rowland did. What what did he do? Like I so hear he was accused of domestic violence. Yeah, I hear that, but like specifically what did and he then do that? Child predation or that, so, that like so okay, they're just like, Nope, you're done, gone, gonzo. Uh they dropped him from high on life. Uh like the studio's like, No, we don't want nothing yeah. to do with him. Rick and Morty is dropping him from the title. He's no longer gonna be voicing Rick or Morty. He's leaving everything. Even um, that this, alien show, right? Yep, they got yep, kicked off that, that too. That's done too. Everything he was in is just fucking, you know, because this is the society we live in. Don't get me wrong. What he did is wrong. Oh, okay. What he did was wrong. But the society we live in is, um, this is the, there's not, no excusing for what he went to, uh, what he, what he got locked up for, for the, uh, assault, assault on, uh, domestic violence. Yeah. There's no excuse for that. Um, but digging up shit he did 15 years ago. <laughs> like yeah. come on dude if you dug up shit on my facebook or myspace that i did f- fucking 20 years ago like you would think i'm a m- terrible person <laughs> yeah my myspace that's the name drop of this episode right, <laughs> right? <laughs> so like fucking if you went back and you said all this shit like so that happened they went back on his file they found all this shit and now he's x'd out so it's just a society we live in where this like you kind of can't if you're a celebrity, just stay off the fucking internet. Pretty much, yeah. Just and stay away them, from people. And the thing is, some of them are smart enough to do that. Like, there's, there are some celebrities out there that they don't. Yeah, take the Brock Lesnar road where you build a fucking 15 foot wall and keep people off your property on a fucking 25 acres of land. Oh man! And he built a 15 foot wall around the whole damn thing just to keep people away from him. 
damn hell yeah so that's awesome but anyway i diverse okay so i'll wrap this up for the dc part of my origin story uh well the comic book that brought me into it i gotta remember the name but it was a gift from a friend back home in texas when i used to work at the i used to work as a camp counselor and i met this other dude named anthony hey by the way if you ever find this podcast man thanks for that book really brought me into this world um it was batman i can't remember the title i have the book but i have it put away in storage it's the one where batman gets accused of murder and he gets locked up and so like nightwing this is like when cassandra kane was just becoming batgirl yeah that's a good run yeah um and she had on the whole full face mask and everything but uh at that time she was already Batgirl. I think this had to be after No Man's Land because in No Man's Land she couldn't talk, right? The poem. yeah, I think so. Okay, I, I can't, I'm not too keen on Cassandra Kane's character. Yeah, I like, don't know a lot about her. I had to put it together, but anyway, the whole point was Batman got accused, and they sent Bruce Wayne to jail because he was the one that got accused of murder. And so, Finally. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, he, uh, he's in jail, and while he's in there, crying, running amok, they're all trying to, like, the rest of the Bat family is just trying to take care of the city while he's locked up. And it was a good story because somewhere down the line, well, it's Batman, you know, he breaks himself out, of course. He can do that, no problem. So he no longer felt the need to keep up the Bruce Wayne persona because he was locked up. Yeah. So nobody really, like, he didn't really care about the Bruce Wayne persona because it was kind of out of the way because he was locked up. So he fully dedicated him 100% to the Batman side. And that was the thing that sold me on, okay, I need to read these comics because there's a whole freaking universe story that I won't get from TV and all that that I want to know. Then from there, I found No Man's Land and then... Then later on, it just started diving deeper and deeper. Like, the main story I had to get my hands on to read was Flashpoint. Because the minute I found out about Thomas Wayne Batman and the alternate universe, I was like, holy shit, I need to find this book. Yeah. And, and so, like, I've covered, I talked about how I think Flashpoint Beyond, which is the continuation of Flashpoint, yeah, was one of the best books. And you can find that in our episode backlog. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, you have to go over to the YouTube channel because that's where I uploaded it. <clears throat> but um, that being said, uh, let's jump into uh, what's out there today. Like what is out there um, that you should have been reading. And uh, let's just start with uh, something you picked up this week that you've been reading or that I kind of drug you into because I was yeah. like, hey, you should read this and see what you think. Okay. Well, now that I get how you want to do everything and all that, so I'll branch out and just find whatever weird shit I can because I will. Oh, yeah. Okay. But let's get down to it. The thing that we read was it's the Amazing Spider-Man 2022 issues, right? Okay. Yep, current run of Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. So you got me to read those and I was looking into <laughs> it and I was like, okay, I don't fully know what's going on because there's some things that you gotta find other books too but the introduction of some amazing characters yeah and well okay so like 
like we we've been covering the Amazing Spider-Man because me and Chris have been going crazy over Dark Web. Yeah. Um. As of recent, we've been talking about like what's going on with everything with Zeb Wells's run in the Amazing Spider-Man, which a lot of people hate it and some people like it. Ed McGinnis doing the artwork, not bad. Although we had issues with like some of the cover art from back in the day. But that being said, like the run has been spectacular. I've definitely been enjoying it. For the most part, everything like they started doing uh, when they started the dark web run with like Ben Riley, introduced like fuck, dude, they pulled Madeline Pryor out. Which like you asked me at the beginning of like before we started recording the show, like who the fuck is Madeline Pryor? So Madeline Pryor was a creation of Mister Sinister back when he was fucking with Jean Grey and Scott Summers like all the time because you know Sinister. If you read like you said you watched the cartoons, right? So everybody knows in the cartoons for some reason Sinister had a fucking hard on for gene gray and scott summers like for some reason he had like a hard-on for scott in general which is like super weird because nobody ever liked cyclops like to this day people don't like cyclops and if you don't like him you're a fucking idiot because he is one of the most slept on characters in marvel i mean that dude is the most evolved character in comic books like hands down the most evolved character yeah and if you ever want me to i'll explain why but so Madeline Pryor was created as like a clone of Jean Grey. So Jean Grey went missing due to the you know the events of the Phoenix and everything like that. So when she went missing, they, they haven't created... got a good movie on that character yet. Though. I don't. They need to just not because <laughs> <laughs> they've tried twice and it just bombed both times. I didn't even watch the um, second one, man. Like, I yeah, <laughs> I haven't even watched it. So when they created Madeline to like try to get scott to pretty much impregnate her and then that's where nate summers comes in who a lot of people don't know is gene gray and scott's son but is also cable so cable is technically madeline Pryor's son not gene's son so like that's where things come into play like that is how it works it isn't uh it isn't the difference of like gene is uh cable's mother it's not like it's madeline it's been her the whole time um however like madeline is a clone and she suffers from the same thing that like ben does like she doesn't have her own identity she feels like she doesn't have her own identity and so that's where dark web kind of all came in but like in x-men if you were reading the chronological order of like the list that i've been posting on every fucking episode we've did of dark web where at the end of the book they tell you what you should be reading everything except miss marvel because fuck her um yeah, it pretty much points out like a roadmap and in the X-Men books, they show like that Jean Grey gave Madeline like her memories so she could be a complete clone, which is the same thing Ben wants essentially, but Ben's taking it like a step further because he fucking loads Peter right now. And so like yeah, that's, so that's the thing. Like Madeline is just a clone of Jean Grey that was just created to fuck with Cyclops and then like they didn't just kill the character off. She became part of the Hellfire Club. Then she run. Now she runs Limbo after she got the uh, powers and abilities from um, Magic. So that's your story in a nutshell. For thing, that's about all you really need to know about her. Okay, that that I just needed. Yeah, summary. like she's a clone of yeah. Jean Grey. She's yeah, yeah. I just need a summary for that because, like I said, there's so much I still got to go find. I'm piecing it together as I'm reading the story, but um, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, the thing that sold me the most on getting these books was the introduction of Chasm. <laughs> like, holy shit. The costume is badass. I like how his eyes actually glow. It, it gives off that little bit of a spawn presence that his eyes glow off a bit. So, 
so when <laughs> see that's the thing is like if that's been that's like two two points towards fucking um chasm or ben riley because when they first introduced ben riley again you said like one of the worst series you ever read or you didn't really care for it or like it too much was the clone saga that's confusing. but we got ben riley out of that yeah Okay, and then we got what even most consider some of one of the best Spider-Mans of all time, and one of the coolest costume designs that I thought, and I don't know why I thought it was so cool, but it just was, was of course Scarlet Spider, Wait, which was the, Ben Riley. The hoodie one, or because the, there was another. Well, the, in the in the general one, it was just like he had the the all red mask yeah. with the blue like vest on. Yeah. And for some reason, everybody was just like, "Wow, that's really cool." I'm like, "Well, it's just Spider-Man with a red mask and a blue vest," but okay, cool. I thought the design was cool as a kid in the 90s. Now when I look at it, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I guess it was just different. And this is a time when uh, we didn't see, like, we had a couple of the Spider-Man characters. Um, like, we had, uh, like, I think Venom was starting. Like, there weren't, like, as many Spider-Verse characters as there are now. Now there's, like, a whole Spider-Verse. Um, but, like, we had, you know, Venom. We had Doppelganger Spider-Man. With, he had, like, six arms. We had... Um, Venom, Carnage, and Ben Riley, and that was it. Yeah, there weren't like all these other Spider Men jumping all around currently because this is like way before we had like Gwen, way before we had Miles, way before we had one of our characters we'll talk about back in a second just, here. Back when it was just pretty much so, just, uh, yeah. So that being said, um, I, I, I love the fact that they like they hit a home run with Chisholm's outfit because I freaking loved it. And uh, uh, adding to like his abilities changing to where his uh, spider sense. his spider sense is yes. like now an active ability that helps him like defend himself. Like so, it's not just like oh I see shit I dodge it. It actually like will fuck up the person trying to hit him. It's like so a, that's really cool. It's like that's a like mystical sentient. force that manifests and attacks. Yeah. So like I thought that was really fucking cool when they did yeah. it. It's, and and it seems to be like it's sentient, so it like helps him out do shit. So yeah, it's like. It was pretty much an upgrade on the spider sense, which we all know is pretty OP when it comes to sensing and everything, except when it comes to like venom and shit, obviously. Yeah. So in this run, uh, of course, you were talking about Amazing Spider-Man 18, right? Okay. I need to introduce this guy. I got more of a kick out of him than you did. Like literally when I checked. All you, I'm going to say is hell King Chasm. So because that was bad. Like, I mean, a lot of people didn't like that. They were like, oh, this is stupid. Uh, you know. With Hollow's Eve giving uh, Chasm the scythe, and now him becoming the king of Limbo. Yeah. And for some reason, when whenever a character holds a scythe, he got to get bigger and buffer. And it just kind of made me crack up that he gets like wings and shit. I thought it was fucking corny and stupid. Like they can never just leave him. Like I grab the scythe and I just uh, no, it has to like endow them with power and shit. It's fucking stupid, but. It is what it is, but all so, hell King Chasm. Pretty much next time they need to take the whole God Emperor Doom approach. Keep it simple without Yeah, like Doom. Like like fuck when Doom got the powers in Secret Wars, he didn't change he didn't get all big and buff. He didn't change his fucking appearance. He just turned He was just I'm buff. Doctor Doom and I have these badass powers. And then what's the first thing he did though is he fixed his face, but Yeah. He didn't like make himself bigger, buffer, stronger, nine same. feet tall. <laughs> he looked like Doctor Doom still. He also so. one shot at Thanos in that, right? No, it wasn't that one. That was it wasn't that book. one, but he literally that, just that was Secret Wars two or three. Yeah, that was Secret Wars two. I'm talking about the original OG uh, Secret Wars, okay. like in the fucking like seventies. So 
so many comics. <laughs> okay, so this was the highlight for me for the entire series that I've been reading right here, and that would be the introduction of Wreck Rap. Come on, man. The silliest, <laughs> without a doubt, one of the most silliest symbiotes to ever be introduced. And it's the, it's funny that it's pretty much a fanboy like, demon that became <laughs> Wreck Rap, and he has... Which stands for Parker. He, yeah, he's he is like another version of Deadpool, honestly. Uh, and like, I think the, he's he's um he's a little bit more goofy because like I think what makes him stand out and like what a lot of people are getting on is like this little small little fucking demon thing yeah. that turns into like this big Hulk like hulking <laughs> fucking Spider Man, and then he doesn't understand the concept of like the human world. So, like, everything he thinks he knows is, like, backwards. Because, you know, again, it's limbo. Right? So, that's where they've been this whole time. So, like, when... I mean, for example, it's, like... He goes to attack, and he starts fighting, and he goes, oh, it's wall crawling time. It's, like... And it's just, like... I love the whole fucking time. It's, like, Peter is sitting there watching, and he's just, like, cringing on everything that Rip Rap says. Because he's, like, oh, take this. And he... and. One of the <laughs> favorite scenes, part. right, is this one here. The one where he's like, where he's like, pop, pop, like, pop, pop, like pop. he's shooting the webbing at all the at the uh, Insidious Six. Yeah, and he's shooting the webbing at him, and he's making his own battle sounds. And Spider Man's like, "Can you stop that?" Yeah, <laughs> you know why he's cringing though? Because he knows all of that to play on everything that makes him Spider Man. Think about it. You hear? Well, what? it's yeah because he's making the whip sound and yeah. he's making all that and it kind of reminded me of like the old Batman uh, the Batman TV show. Like pow. Like where it's like pow, <laughs> bam, skazam. They make like these stupid random just fucking sounds and it's just like that's kind of funny. Whatever. Oh man. So. <laughs> I, I dug it and then just okay this was my favorite part and you didn't it only made like it's small second debut in it but the callback to the spider signal how his it can actually hurt somebody yeah that was fucking i'm like wow so it's just funny that like this guy would have all the old equipment that peter used to use it just cracks me up uh yeah. overall i thought it was a good read it was fun i'm interested to see where they go like are they gonna keep him around when they finish dark web I hope are so. they not gonna keep him around is he gonna lose his powers um but at the end of the book, them teaming up with Madeline because, like, they have an agreement that now, you know, with Chisholm trying to bring Limbo pretty much hell on Earth. So, it's like, it's gonna wrap up, and then we do know that this wraps up within the next couple of issues in the coming weeks, because it's gonna go to, uh, I believe it's Dark Web, A New Dawn, which is gonna be the, the intro, and then we'll see where we go from there. So. I gotta ask you. Uh, what are their names? What did you think about the what's it called the Insidious Six? <laughs> that was fucking stupid, dude. Like, uh, one was just a uh, oh my god, a beholder <laughs> from <laughs> from Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, like the one that they were like, oh, this is Doc Ock. No, it was just Doctor a beholder Ock from fucking yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, the only one I thought was that was cool that like stood out to me was the uh, the Green Goblin ripoff. Which was the Grave Goblin, right? Grave Goblin was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. The other ones I really didn't give a shit about. Um, And I will post a picture of like the Insidious Six because they look fucking hilarious. But um, yeah, the the one that stood out not because of his design. His design was cool. Was Gorpion? Gorpion. I had to literally like read into his name like Oh Gorpion. That's Mm -hmm. what the that's the angle they were playing on. I was like, yeah. 
So, like, if you didn't know, like, they picked up all their names based off of, like, what the demons look like back, like, before they get their powers, so to speak, to become Spider-Man's villains. So. Oh, man. I, I, it was I, good. I enjoyed it. Um, it was... You know, but like I said, a lot of people are giving a lot of shit to Zeb Wells on this run because they're just like, oh, it's not that great. It is that great. Uh, I, I'm enjoying it so far. The, uh, the issue, there's a couple issues back where... Uh, uh, intergalactic being was coming. Did you get? Did you read that one? That was like one of the main ones where it showed like Gwen Stacy come to Peter, um, and like that fucked him up and that fucked me up. Like as a reader, I'm like, wow, they did Peter dirty like that, but whatever. Yeah. And then you know him going to uh, trying to pretty much like he gave up on MJ and so now he's gonna pursue Felicia. I'm kind of interested in that. I'm invested in that because yeah. I've always wanted to see like what happens if the power couple becomes a couple because they've always alluded to like them fooling around and fucking around and like Felicia is just straight up a flirt. Don't get me wrong. But what happens when it gets serious? So we'll see what happens. You know, you want to know what happens when it gets serious? <laughs> Only fans. That's what happens when Only it gets fans. serious. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> So, um, yeah, Spider-Man issue 18 out in stores now. Go pick that up. If, if Even if you're not a fucking fan of the writing right now, it's going to be great. And to give Ben Riley his own series, I think this is really Just really behold awesome. the Marvel that is wreck rap, okay? That's all you got to do. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what do I got here? Let's see. Okay, on, my, on mine, I've got to just touch on, like, the we finished up the chapter in Ghost Rider for issue 10 which is on shelves i think it's two weeks out again i guess i say i've enjoyed this book the entire run everything about it uh talia knight i fucking love that character um i love her character talia i love everything about uh this ghostwriter book they ended it really well with um with the whole uh wrapping up the story and then we're going to get the huge surprise at the end of the book which i can't wait for in issue 11 um so it's going to be really fun if you haven't go pick up hopefully they release a compendium of the book so you could just read it like from issues one to ten which i assume they always like i've said it for years like if you could do that and it's such a great story sometimes you could just skip picking up all the comics and just pick up these books pick up the volume read it but everything in this like to to Johnny Blaze finally accepting that Ghost Rider is it's kind of like that we had to the come to terms moment to where it's like if Bruce would just do this with the Hulk they'd be perfect but it would kill the conception of you know Bruce Banner and the Hulk to where they just got along they'd be more powerful because that's essentially what happened like once Johnny Blaze understood that like Ghost Rider is him and, and Ghost Rider is Johnny Blaze Johnny Blaze is Ghost Rider once they understood that they became just so much more powerful because they're on the same page so working against each other yeah. so by the close of this, it was really great. They ended uh, what I thought was like I said it in in like one of my videos that like oh it was gonna be good. It wasn't gonna be good. That the the shadow ghost rider they introduced wasn't gonna be a big character. I was right. They finished him off pretty quickly. Um, always good to see Dark Heart or Black Heart back. So that was cool. But the big finish, and I'm not gonna spoil it on the show. I want you to go pick up the book. Uh, I'll spoil it in a few weeks, but. Yeah, Ghost Rider issue ten. Yeah, you Check were actually, yeah, like you were showing me the issues and based <laughs> off the artwork and all that. Honestly, I'm actually thinking about checking it out because I was always interested in Ghost Rider, the character too. 
Uh, but you know, I've loved some of the covers on this, it, and the artwork in it's been really great too because you did that um, hellish look, right? Yeah, and it's very dark. Like this is there was um when I reviewed Ghost Rider, I think I did issues one through five in one of the episodes on the YouTube channel. I talked about how they did uh who was the fucking guy? Like the murder carnival or some shit like that, I yeah. think is what I talked about. And like, dude, I mean it was dark, dude. Like it was <laughs> it was like they were murdering people like and they showed it and it was like, Okay, Marvel, you you got my attention. So really good on the run of Ghost Rider and yeah, so I really did enjoy this, and that was one of them. I've got a few more picks for this week, which was um, I really hope gets better because this is actually one, uh, and this is just goes to show that I don't fucking do, uh, I don't do, I'm not very like I, not everything I read is is a solid like ten. So this one was uh, Sabretooth from the Exiles. First two issues, great, loved them. Yeah. Third issue, fucking sucked. So if it doesn't get better by the next two issues, I'm done. Because like I always give everything five issues. I'll, I'll stick through the fucking story unless it's like god awfully bad and just off the fucking rails yeah. by issue by the end of issue one, and then issue two doesn't seem to be getting better. I'll drop the book completely. Um, but I always go to issue five, which like you know is a lot of money if you're spending money to read your books and you're not reading stuff online. Um, but like. Yeah, like, uh, I hope it gets better because issue three for me was like a waste of my fucking time. Yeah. I could have read something better. And that's saying a lot because, like, I really fucking enjoyed Sabretooth and the Exiles because I loved when they did Sabretooth and, uh, like, I love when they do the Exiles when they did, uh, like, because it was like, did you ever see the show, um, what was it, the uh, Sliders? You ever see that show? You ever hear the show Sliders? No, never seen that oh no. man so like it's pretty much like a group of people get sucked into a wormhole and every episode they go into a different different wormhole like they have to slide just trying to get back home after they miss their home so marvel and all their infinite wisdom the 2000s created a group called the exiles and that's what they did they slowed through they slid through each of the different marvel universes in, in different timelines different displacements yeah and for a long time Sabretooth was like the core <laughs> leader of that group it's a really fun run I think it went like a hundred issues, but it's a really fun run because like every third or fourth book is a new chapter and it's just so much fun to see them go through like different universes. So like, just to give you a heads up on the example, they had like blink as part of the team, but not the blink you knew from like, she was the blink from age of apocalypse and Sabretooth was the Sabretooth from age of apocalypse, not Sabretooth from the main Marvel canon line. And this was the character that could like, she could teleport and open portals. Yeah. Like she threw like, like she could like throw a dagger and then it would open like a yeah. portal. Which in so, the comic isn't she actually pink, pink like skin and all? Yeah, in the comic she's pink. And then they tried to do a shitty version of her in um, what was that show that was on FX? Days of Future Past, right? The they yeah they they kind of got it right there a little bit, but I'd anyway, more pink. Yeah, so like that was a really fun read. So I tried to give this one the same look. I just didn't like issue three. Just really fucking looks like what the hell is going on with this? Um and because I've always loved the saber to the character. Like he's just kind of like, I'll murder you or I'll work with you as long as it benefits him. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see where it goes. Um, but yeah, right now, if you guys aren't a fan of this, I'm going to say like struggle through issue three, but if you can't, I don't blame you to pass on this book <laughs> and I'll let you know if it gets any better. But like I said, this one really fucking like, I was excited for this series. I like this series. Yeah. Issues one and two. Amazing. Great. Issue three bombed. I'm like, fuck. 
they don't redeem themselves in the next two issues i'm done and i'm just like that sucks because like this could i could be wrong and it could get better or it could get worse and i'll always revisit if i find like there's a story or something that's really good can i make a note to the audience yeah okay friends roman countrymen okay so the way i do things when it comes to i'll sum it up like this i love a good story whether it's a tv show video game video game for sure if it doesn't have a good story i don't play it so that's probably why i'm not always big into the call of duty franchise yeah and right there we just lost like all our fans <laughs> all little play cod yeah. everybody's know. gone you know why i'm not good at yeah, why i don't play cod what because i can't shoot for shit yeah i figure <laughs> um but anything books comics mangas like i'm a big anime nerd too i love anything with a good story and while i'm on this podcast mostly because sergio was more than a great guy to bring me on here i've always wanted to do podcasting i i listen to podcasts religiously i don't even listen to music anymore yeah i found out that what makes anything in pop culture great to me is the fact that it has a good story so if you have any recommendations even if you think it's the most silly or embarrassing thing send it to us i will read it i will take the time and read it because it means something to somebody like if i'm referring my favorite stuff to somebody i want them to dive into it deep like i do like you can ask me about the last of us and dude i'll talk your ear off about that shit because i am a sole follower of that entire series the comics the the show now Mm -hmm. the games so anybody out there, we are here to talk about the things that make us happy from our childhood that, you know, it, I don't want to get over dramatic with it, but it gave us a little bit of, I want to say life. You know what I mean? Like, it's a big part of us. Now. The fact that we're like in our 30s and talking about this stuff, yeah. you know, it makes an impact throughout your life. So I want them to be able to come here, listen to what we have to say, which is saying a lot because... I mean, let's face it, man. We're, we're silly as fuck. Yeah. But, so, um, yeah, if you have anything, you can always reach us at our uh, Twitter at Unchained Comics, uh, which we I check every now and again. We don't have a lot of followers yet. We're working on that. Yeah. Um, as always, you can follow me on TikTok, which is at uh, Comics Unchained 1, um, where I post what I'm reading and what I might be looking at on the show coming up in the recent weeks and i try to read a book at least once a night if i have new stuff out or something that catches my eye or my books drop that i'm currently reading anything else uh no that's about it man like i said they they can send us what they want us to read look into i'll read it and they want us to talk about on here i'll talk about anything like as long as we're here to give the audience what they want i'm all down for it so that's gonna go ahead and do it for our episode so we're gonna see you guys later and don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast if you're listening to wherever you guys get your podcast at and as always keep on reading